Are you ready? Hey, everybody. Hey, folks. Hello, everybody. People in the back. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the inner loop. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the inner loop. Without further ado. Without further ado. Okay, so without further ado, we're going to get started. We should get started. We're yeah. Rolling. I'm rolling. We're, we're, we're going to get started. <laughs> Welcome to the Inner Loop Radio and our special quarantine inspiration series. I'm Diana Vega. These short episodes are here to provide you with inspiration and a challenging time in all of our lives. Maybe writing doesn't feel important to you right now. Maybe you're busier than ever juggling childcare and work, self-care and survival, or maybe it's just too hard to concentrate on anything creative. We're here to help or at least give you a break. So turn the screen off on your phone, quiet your mind, and take a deep breath, or several. Follow me on a creative journey. Well, if I'm being honest, I would call myself an undisciplined writer. Can y'all hear me out there if you know what I'm talking about? I would call myself a writer, but I really, I never had a schedule. Um, You know, people say, write every day. If you're a real writer, you should write every day. That didn't work for me. You know, I would hear stories. Toni Morrison would talk about waking up at 5 a.m. to write before her kids got up and before she had to go to work. And I was like, wow, that is amazing. I'm a single woman with no kids. And I still ain't getting up at 5 in the morning to write. I just, it's not me. It's just not for me. Uh, and I beat myself up a lot about that. Uh, but at the start of 2020 or a little bit until last year, I decided I really, really wanted to take this writing craft seriously. Now, who could have predicted that by March, we were all going to be stuck in the house? Uh, for a while, for weeks, for months. Uh, nah, I definitely, I definitely didn't see it coming. Uh, and so suddenly I found myself with all of this quote unquote free time, downtime. And I was like, I should really be writing. Uh, and it took me a while, it took me a while to really do it. Um, but I knew it was important. I knew that I probably would not have this amount of time again to write, to be creative, to finish these short stories that I've been carrying around in my head for years. Uh, and so I, I, I really made myself sit down. I made myself have a plan. I'm not going to say that I got up at five o'clock in the morning to write because that didn't happen. But I did write more regularly. I tried to write at the same time, at least once a week. I took a class, a virtual class through the Writer Center, um, like an advanced fiction writing class. And you know, the good thing about those workshops is that you, well, you don't have to, but you're encouraged 
to submit a piece. And that forced me to finish a story that I had been working on and just had never finished. Uh, And so even though this year was not what I had imagined it would be, like so many people, and even in the midst of the anxiety and any depressive episodes I had or times I vegged out to watch TV all day or, you know, cook something new, I still found the time to be creative and that kept me sane. It kept me encouraged. Uh, and it made me feel like I can really say that I'm a writer and I'm putting in the work to back that up. Uh, and so that has what has that is what has come out of this for me, this quarantine time and the way that I have been able to just stop and be still and finally just write. And so I'm recording this on NDC on the first day that we've gotten some snow or wintry mix, whatever you want to call it. And I think a lot of us are looking forward, forward towards 2021 hopefully some newness in our lives and some warmth and a vaccine. So the writing prompt for today is to write something about summertime. It can be fiction, nonfiction, um, memoir, whatever, whatever is in your spirit, whatever comes to you when I say summertime. And I'm going to read a piece of an essay that I've been working on. In the summer of 1992, we drove from Maryland to Selma, Alabama, and my mother dumped my brother and I on my grandmother's doorstep, or at least that's how it felt. In reality, my mother was starting her PhD program that summer and declared that she couldn't have us in the house being a distraction. This confused me greatly because my parents were married and couldn't my father help? What I didn't understand at the time was the stress my mother was trying to avoid of working full time, being in school, cooking, cleaning, disciplining, mothering, and wifing. What are we going to do every day, we'd ask our mom before we left. We were, to put it plainly, the bougie children of the family. Growing up in a suburb outside of Washington, D.C., we were solidly middle class with two professional parents who owned a home and made enough money that other family members felt entitled to borrow from time to time. My brother Daniel and I were used to structure, especially in the summer, Summer camps and snacks, sleepovers with friends from school or scouting, vacation Bible school, road trips with family, vacations at the beach as the reward. Selma had none of that, and my grandmother's house was especially lacking. Even though cable existed, my grandmother didn't have it. She had two TVs, one in the kitchen and one in her bedroom, where you could only get local stations, so maybe eight stations max, and you had to get up and change the channel and try to get the dial just right to get the station to come through. 
Daniel and I had been to Selma many times over the years. I took my first steps at seven months in the house my mom grew up in. We were there to bury her father. I don't remember her a grandfather I don't remember and she jokes that I willed myself to walk so that people would pay attention to me but this time would be different because it would just be us and our grandmother in Selma Alabama we loved our family who lived there but the town itself was boring my grandmother Lily Mae was the only one of her siblings who never left the south Many of her brothers and sisters moved to Chicago. One sister moved to Lagos, Nigeria, and a couple brothers lived in several cities over several decades before settling back home. Traveling south was our version of returning to the motherland, our ancestral home, and my grandmother's house was home base. So I'm going to stop right there. Um, that was just a little bit of the essay that I have been working on. I hope that you all enjoyed it. Um, I just want to end this and just encourage people to keep going no matter where you are in the process. Um, don't beat yourself up if you feel like you've had all this time and you have not, um, been as effective or efficient as you wanted to be during this time or thought you could be, it's all right. Um, but I would say just try, if you can, every day to just try to write, to create, to think about your stories. All of that to me is part of the writing process. Just sitting and being with your characters and letting them speak to you and figure out, you know, where your story is going to go. Even if you don't put it on paper that day, you're still being creative. You're still honoring the creative in you. And if you couldn't, you know, pick up a pen or a pencil that day or go to your your laptop and write it out, that's all right. Tomorrow is another day and you can try again. And so I would just encourage everyone to keep going because the world needs us. The world needs our art. The world needs our voices. So that's our show. Join us every Friday for more writing tips, inspiration, and prompts. To find out more about us, visit us at theinnerlooplit.org. And when you turn your screen back on, don't forget to hit that subscribe button next to our name. I'm Diana Vega for the Interloop Radio. Right on. 